0: It truly was a pleasure to serve with these kids, these students. Um, WILD is the name of our middle school ministry, and it stands for Where Youth Live Discipleship. And it was really apparent that that was really what was going on this weekend. And uh, this community of middle schoolers has become really strong. They've developed strong relationships by serving together, by playing together, by getting frustrated together, by apologizing to one another, including myself. And um, also, this group of uh, particular kids who went on the mission trip, they've been serving together since the auction back in March. They served together to earn the money to go on the trip. They served together during the 30-hour famine, which included painting the youth lobby and spending far too long processing red beans into baggies at Northwest Harvest. Um, I think none of them will ever eat red beans again. (laughs) It included painting a shed at the St. Francis House, and then also taking classes to learn about the skills we would need, like using a hammer or tape measure, a level and all of that kind of stuff. And so they, they'd they come together as a team and they were all excited about serving with one another. And then we got to Cleellum and about 15 minutes before the first program started, I got the news that we were going to be separated into different crews. <laughs> exactly. So I knew this was going to come as a shock to some of the kids and I had wished I had had more time to prepare them, but I had about 15 minutes. And as I told each of the kids, I was met with different reactions, including disappointment, apprehension, and wide-eyed fear. (laughs) It's it's quite a big thing to step out of your comfort zone and and work with people you've never worked with. we realized we needed to reframe our expectations. We had come expecting to serve alongside our friends and our in amongst our well-developed friendships, but we had to take a step of faith and focus instead of on one another. Focus of the job at hand and serving our resident and the God who sent us there. Will you guys pray with me? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much that we can come together and worship you openly on this day. I ask that you would open our hearts and open our minds to your words. In your son's holy name, we pray these things. Amen. And I learned a whole new appreciation of water on this trip. (laughs) So in the passage that Isaac read talked about the rich young ruler and how he had approached Christ with this exalted title. He got down on his knee and he said, good teacher. And in the cultural framework, he was probably expecting the same type of exalted title back to him. But Christ instead asked him, Why are you calling me good? God is the only one who is good. It was unexpected. He was probably thrown off a little bit. And then Christ recites to him the Ten Commandments. These are the things you do for eternal life. And I don't know whether it was out of a sense of pride or out of a sense of frustration that he wasn't getting any new information, but he says, I've been doing these since I was a boy. I was a good boy, and I'm continuing to be a good young man. But there was a problem. It's not just the law that has to do with our relationship with God. And Christ looked at him with love because Christ had an understanding that there was something bigger God wanted for this young man. He looked at him with love and he said, you're lacking one thing. Go, sell your things, give to the poor, and follow me. He was given a choice. He could take what he had and give it up and receive God's blessing, or he could do what he did And that was to turn away with sorrow because of his great wealth and walk away. Christ was asking him to reframe his understanding of his relationship with God from a place of following the laws and being good, which none of us can attain to because as he already said, God is the only one capable of good. He was asking him to reframe that and understand that it was the following of Christ. It was the giving up of the reins of control so that he could truly experience the great blessing that God had for him if he had the courage to step out in faith. Now, I have to let you know that I am so proud of the kids, the students we had on this trip because despite their apprehension and their disappointment and their fear, every single one of them stepped out in faith and went to their new crews and met new people to serve with. They each accepted a job. Some people Their job was to make sure that their crew had lunch and water each day. Some of them had to make sure that they had their instructions and their first aid kits with the crew. Some of them stepped out and led devotions with people they had never met before. Some, they were in charge of making sure the tools got to the crew, and others, they were in charge of making sure the job got done properly. That's a big job to do, and these guys stepped out, and they did that. They opened their selves, themselves up to the new people, and they were blessed with new relationships and a broader understanding of what the community of Christ is. They saw people from different denominations. They saw people from different areas of the West Coast, and they worked together for one purpose. And not only did they receive blessings themselves, but they got to be a blessing to other people because as I asked each of the kids, you know, "Do do you think maybe you worked harder because you weren't with our own youth group? Every single one answered in the affirmative. And the reports I got back from the leaders of those crews stated the same thing. One of the groups, some of the crews got to serve together at the same site. So some of our kids got to be with each other. But one of the sites was filled with mostly middle school boys. <laughs> <laughs> and two of those boys were ours. And I heard about how crazy those middle school boys were, except for ours. Our boys were the exception, and I'm super proud of them. <laughs> But we weren't the only ones who stepped out in faith. If you can imagine being a homeowner and saying, yes, please send 18 middle school and high schoolers to my home (laughs) to paint, (laughs) outside and inside. (laughs) That is a step of faith. And they they op- welcomed us with opened arms. They allowed us into their space. They allowed us to move their furniture, to step on their plants, <laughs> to use their restrooms. And you know, I want to share a little story about one of the residents. Um, when we arrived to her home, it was very obvious that she was a very meticulous person. And... She had grown up in a small town in Washington of about 100 people, and her family was 18% of the population. She moved out of the house when she was 17, got married, bought her first house, and 11 years later, her husband died, leaving her a single mother. And so she entered into the world of construction and which is, was not an easy place to be for a woman in that time. And as a result, I think she probably built up some pretty good walls. But she opened herself up to us, and we got to know her. And she was a really spectacular woman, someone to really admire. But as the, the, week, the weekend went on... Um, we We worked for two full days, and then we had a scheduled one more scheduled half day to work and when we showed up at our house, we couldn't find her anywhere uh, Later on, we found out that us being there was just too much for her to take. She was used to being on her own, she was used to having her meticulous surroundings and as good of a job as these kids did, and the adults did. It was not up to her meticulous standards and she she just she couldn 't have us there anymore, and it was it was unfortunate because we were really looking forward to finishing the gift that we had for her, but we couldn 't do that. we needed to pack up and we needed to leave the site um, we From what we understand, uh, group mission trips who sent us there is going to make sure that it it is finished as long as she 'll allow the professionals to come in and do that but you know it was sad because we were looking to coming to conclusion with our relationship with her and finishing the project but her her fear and her anxiety got in the way so I find myself I'm I'm praying for her and I'm going to ask you guys pray the same way she does not know Christ and we would we were hoping that our relationship with her with her in that short time she got to see a bit of of who we worship and why we were there on the flip side, another some of our other students went to another home where the residents had two young children. I would think about 6 and 8. And they were in amongst all these high schoolers and middle schoolers working, and after two and a half days, the two young children went up to their parents and they said, "Mom, dad, we need to find a church." We need to go to Sunday school. We need to go to VBS because we want what they have. Our kids were a light on their property in their family for those two and a half days and they couldn't help but catch it. So as we, we look at the story of, of the rich young ruler and as, as I've examined kind of our own experiences out in Cleelum, it makes me reflect and wonder what my wealth is. And I think we we all have those corners of our lives where we're afraid to give up control, where we're afraid to step out and accept those big blessings that God has for us. So I find myself wondering, in those corners, those deep, dark corners of my mind, those places I can't give up control, am I capable of reframing that control and understanding that it's just my control is imaginary and it's actually God's? Kurt's been talking about stewardship and how our talents and our our money and our time actually belong to God. What does it take to reframe that so that we can step out in faith and accept the blessing that God has for us? God created us in His image, He created us each with a plan and a purpose. And we have no idea what spectacular things he has for us. Now, those blessings, they they may be financial. But I know more than often for me, the biggest blessing I ever receive is a sense of peace. That I don't have to worry about it because God has the reins. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you so much for being willing to take control. We know that you have blessings for us and we ask for the courage to step out in faith, to reframe our understanding so that we can find out what those blessings are. In your son's holy name, we pray these things. Amen.